0: Hi, I'm Denise Bailey. And I'm Dr. Monica Parker. And you're listening to My Parents Are Now My Kids A Medical Doctor's View and Daughter's Journey Through Memory Loss and Other Dementias.
1: As a doctor, I'll help you navigate through the often confusing, confounding, and frequently frustrating technical aspects of dementia.
0: And as a daughter, I'll share with you some things I've experienced. Caring for and loving my parents who both struggled with these disorders.
1: We want you to have hope and to see that there is light at the end of the tunnel.
0: And we'll tell you that sometimes that light is coming straight at you and you just have to get out of the way. Let's get started. Hi, Dr. Monica. Hello, Denise. How are you?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thank you for asking. But I'm kind of tired.
1: I bet you are.
0: Yes, I'm tired. Um, Even though my father has passed away last year, it was still, you know, very stressful. Very stressful taking care of him. I loved him with all my heart. Still do. But I was tired a lot.
1: But you weren't taking care of just him.
0: That's true. That's true. Uh, We haven't talked about my mother yet, Mm -hmm. Um, but I was taking care of two people at the same time. And And working. And working. Full time. Full time. And trying to um, sort of handle their affairs, handle my affairs, and a nine-to-five job. So I was really stressed out. What what can you do?
1: Caregiver stress comes from having to be in too many places all at the same time, having too many responsibilities and obligations. And quite frankly, a lot of caregiver stress comes from not being willing to assign those tasks to other people.
0: Well, you hit the nail on the head because you feel like that you can do it all and more importantly you feel like you should do it all because I felt guilty trying to pass off things to other people because they were you know they're my parents and I didn't want to feel like I was a burden to anyone else so I felt like I could could and should do it all and what you're saying is that's not a good idea is it
1: no because it makes you crazy um (laughs) One of the things that we teach caregivers is to recognize when it might be acceptable or why it is acceptable to let other people help you do things. So you're an only child. This may not be as applicable to you as it might be to somebody else. But let's just say you have a family of four children. And you have a couple, the parents, who live in their home together, but they are having some challenges. Let's just say. So the
0: parents are in their own home, and then there are four like adult children living elsewhere.
1: Right. Okay. But they all live in the same city. Okay. This is the simple thing. All right. Mom and dad have some challenges. Okay. The father is the one that's demented. But he's still the man, and so he's still in charge. This is still the South. (laughs) Um, And the wife, because she's the partner and the wife, and she feels it's her obligation, but physically she can't do a lot because she's in poor health. But not only is she in poor health, but she's starting to have a little trouble with her memory too.
0: My goodness, it's a, a storm, isn't it? It's a storm.
1: But in their little way, they're taking care of each other. But you have four satellite children, who come into the house and may see that something's not quite the way it needs to be, but they say, well, my sister will come here and she'll take care of it. And then the sister comes in and she starts screaming and hollering at the parents because the house isn't clean or the bills haven't been paid, never asking why this is or why this is different.
0: Or never asking what she can do to help.
1: That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Never asking what she can do to help and there are other children, just for sake of argument, it's the favored baby boy or the favored baby girl who doesn't have to have any, oh, mama's having such a hard time. I just can't take this away from her. I just can't do this. And, you know, she likes her things in some places. I'm not going to move anything in her house. And that's how you get chaos.
0: Well, you know what? That is like the perfect storm. And what you just described is that's, I guess good to have four siblings, but think about me as an only child. I had all of those personalities (laughs) in one person. I was, this has to get done, or no, I can't do this, or trying to ignore the obvious when the parents are not quite right, or trying to encourage them to do things, and it was just
1: And that's when you sometimes have to step outside and kind of look at what's going on, And for families where there are more than one children, one more, there is more than one child, it's good to sit down and have a family meeting and talk about what's wrong, what's right. And then as a group, kind of decide where each person can fill in and fit so that we can help take care of the parents who need help. I think the worst thing that adult children can do when parents get older is to say, well, I don't want to get involved. Don't want to get involved. And then you'll have grandchildren and other people who step in to get involved only to take advantage of and to exploit. Right. So as caring children, you may not do things the way your younger brother does or your older sister does. And in most families, um, if the couple is not able to take care of themselves usually that responsibility rightly or wrongly falls upon the oldest daughter okay it is the oldest daughter who usually assumes the responsibility for caring for the older parents
0: it's funny that you should say that because one physician that I took my dad to he just looked at my dad and said thank god you have A daughter as your only child because it will always be the daughter that will take care of the parents not that the sons don't love them it's just not in the nature of it's a gender role it's It's
1: a gender role caregiving and nurturing is generally a role assigned to females but that being said maybe the brother in the group isn't going to be responsible for giving his mother a bath. Maybe he'll help his father get a bath, but maybe he's a brother who doesn't want to do any of that. Maybe his job will be, I'll get over here once a week to make sure that the grass is cut, the floors are scrubbed, and I can help daddy clean and keep up. Maybe a sister who doesn't really want to do anything hands-on will say, okay, I will help make sure that the bills are paid the objective here is to try to share, share responsibilities. Right. Everybody share and do those jobs that they know that they can do well. And if you're not able to do it well within the family unit, sometimes we have to just go out and purchase that
0: help. Okay. Before we get into that, what you just said is really key. And I wish, you know, it, probably would not have helped me because I don't have siblings. But for folks that are listening, you may not be able to take on all the responsibility if you have siblings. But what Dr. Monica just said is please sort of draw on the strengths of your siblings and hope and pray that they will cooperate. And one, the son can get the yard uh, cut. The daughter can make sure mom gets a bath. You know, maybe one who may have more money than the other can pay someone to come clean the house if you don't want to do it yourself, but that's key. And that will help lessen the stress because if one sibling feels like he or she has everything on their shoulders, they could just fall apart.
1: Right. And I've seen in, in my practice, we've had family members who, um, have assigned each other tasks. Uh, One family I remember very clearly, the mother, um, lived with the youngest daughter and there were like nine of them so they had weeks to come in and help take care of their mother to do exactly what their sister was doing but there was a notebook there were notes about what needed to be done where she needed to go the point is as you say you've got to learn to share things but the other thing that you need to do particularly if you are I'm going to call you the supervising child all right I'm the oldest sister I've always called the shots. I'm going to tell each one of you what you're going to do. (laughs) But in calling the shots, I can't always be critical of what you do because you're doing it not the way I would do it. So if your baby sister decides she's going to come and clean the house, let her come and clean the house. Don't tell her how to clean the house and where to do things, but she said she would come and clean the house.
0: Right. In a perfect world, just encourage. Right. Just encourage. And be happy that you have the help so that you won't get stressed out.
1: And, and that's part of stress. It's really just taking on too much, but it's also learning to let go and let other people assist you. Caregivers, uh, because we have so many different roles to play, A lot of times it's really hard to give up control, but sometimes you just have to do that, and I think the burden of caregiving would be so much better if the caregiver wouldn't take on so much responsibility and not only take on the responsibility but accept the help that is provided by the people who are providing it and not trying to always tell other people how to do what you do.
0: Okay, now, as an only child only adult at this point you don't have any help you don't have a sibling Uh, you don't even have relatives in town that can help you out and like I said before you just feel like it's just you, and you have to take on every role. And and, and
1: and that's where you have to start looking outside of yourself, okay? There are organizations within communities. Like, for example, they have governmental sources like the Area Administration on Aging. Um, uh, they have, like, these senior helplines. Uh, they have, like, the National Alzheimer's Association, When you call some of these agencies and they're going to be different, different agencies in different communities, but the Area Administration on Aging, the Alzheimer's Association can also point, you can tell them what your need is and what your problem is, and they can point you in the direction of a proper resource. Let's just say your need is for a doctor. One of these agencies can help you find one. If you have need of um, other assistance, these agencies are designed to help act as a resource and reference for people. So you're an only child and uh, being very familiar with you and because you're so controlling, ha, 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 (laughs) um, it's kind of hard for you to let other people, as you've acknowledged, help do things because you don't want to bother people. Right. But one of the things we do encourage caregivers to do is to seek out help. And sometimes you do have to pay for help. And so what kind of help should you pay for? Now, as a caregiver, you are probably fine with transporting your parent to the doctor. Right. You're probably fine with preparing meals or going grocery shopping for, for the household with your relative. Mm-hmm. What you're probably not so good at is really attending to her basic need for bathing, grooming, and toileting. Right. So if you know that that's one of your weaknesses, mm-hmm. it's perfectly acceptable to allow somebody else to do that for you. And that may take some of the stress of your day out.
0: This is for another entire conversation, but the dynamic was my dad would probably cooperate with someone coming in. My mother would not, and that adds stress <laughs> to a situation. So you, you sort of have to um, you know, pick your poison, if you will, and, and figure out what you can do. But I understand what you're saying. In order to, to have less stress on yourself as the caregiver, you have to figure out outside help and outside support that will lessen the burden on you as the caregiver
1: right and it's not always paid help it can be a neighbor who's happy to come and sit and read to somebody it may be a church member who's happy to come up and pick the relative up and take them to church take them to choir practice or prayer circle or bridge club whatever it is right you know there you know when we have a caregiving class we call it um the great village and in caregiving just as in child rearing it takes a village yeah. so you have to create your own village you know who can you rely on to do x y or z And kind of write down your list so that you have some resource and some reference. As an only child, that's probably your only option. That's true. But if you are in a family with more than one sibling, or if you're fortunate enough to have parents who have siblings, those siblings frequently will help care for um, their sibling, their brother or sister. It's like, well, I know my sister doesn't like this, but I'll come over there and sit with her and I'll help her get her bath or I'll help her do this um just don't be afraid to ask them Uh, but in your case truly you had no resources no family resources close by and yeah you had professional acquaintances and you have friends um but because your friends were so busy with your their own lives you didn't feel comfortable asking them for stuff
0: right And, and it's something else that I want to mention just briefly in passing that it's always it's not how do I say this People say that if you are stressed out as a caregiver, your health can deteriorate and you can go downhill. So you have to be mindful of that and take care of yourself. Because if you get sick, then what happens to your parents and the people you're caring for? Well,
1: and that's always a what-if scenario. So you have to play all that stuff out. So it's true most caregivers do ignore their own health, their own mental health and overall well-being to take care of their relatives. And a lot of times those caregivers aren't in their best straight. Caregivers need to rest too. Mm -hmm. Caregivers need to go on a vacation too. Do you need to go someplace exotic? No, you just need to go someplace where you get A reprieve where you can go to sleep. Yes, just a little respite. And that brings up another subject. There are commercial entities available in most cities where you can leave your relative, like check them into a hotel for the weekend or for a week so that you can have a respite, uh, a bit of respite. You want to take time to go to a meeting or to an away meeting or just to take some relaxing tour yourself. Um, It would be a lot of assisted livings do offer that service for a fee. Uh, Here locally, I think the day for one day or one overnight day is like about $125 to $130 a night. Mm -hmm. Um, And those are things that you should probably take advantage of. Just so that you can go have a break. I didn't say to go do anything in particular, but just so that you can have a break because it's hard to be on 24-7. It is.
0: It really. And is.
1: that is what is exhausting. And so your blood pressure goes up. Right. Your diabetes, if you have it, goes awry because right. you're not eating regularly and right. you're starting to eat improperly. And any other kind of like chronic illness or disease you have is going to be made worse by the fact that you're not taking care of your own health care needs.
0: So if, if people who are listening learn nothing else today, if you are a caregiver and, um, it's automatic that a little bit of stress is going to come with caring for that loved one. Just try to take time for yourself. Take that mental break. Take that physical break. Uh, Just be mindful of how you're feeling and how, you know, your health is progressing. Because if something, if you go down, you are of no help to anyone else.
1: Exactly.
0: Good advice. And we'll talk more next time. Thank you. We hope you enjoy our podcast. Please visit our Facebook page. My parents are now my kids and on Instagram at myparentsarenowmykids. And if you have any questions for us, please email us at myparentsarenowmykids at gmail.com. See you next time.